Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Welcome back for another episode. We had a little bit of a break. Um, This break wasn't necessarily planned. Um, Some things just came up and I wasn't able to record, but I'm back and we're back. So I want to start off by saying welcome. Uh, today's episode is gonna be is gonna be kind of like what episodes are when I take um, a break. Is that there's gonna be a little bit of a mixture of a few things. Um, so follow me, just go with me. <laughs> We're gonna go a little bit in a few different directions because that's what happens when I have a bunch of stuff I want to talk to you guys about, and I don't I want to throw it all into one episode. So it's kind of like a Thanksgiving dinner. There's not gonna be everything at the table today. Um, speaking of that, happy November. Welcome to November. I know I'm a little late, but it's um, we're in November, almost midway through November, which is fascinating to me. Thanksgiving is approaching, which means the holidays are approaching. And I don't need to give you the same speech that I give you every year, but December 25th is on that calendar the same time every year. So um, if you're thinking about it, getting stressed about it, don't. Take some deep breaths, count up what you got up to this point. And spend accordingly. You know, don't plan the Christmas and then fund it. Fund it and then plan the Christmas. So once you already know how much money you have allocated to spend for Christmas, no matter how much it is, you take that and then you plan for Christmas. If you do it the other way around, you'll end up feeling inadequate, feeling like you didn't, you did something wrong. You'll be blaming yourself, kicking yourself. You'll be utilizing credit. You'll be doing things to make Christmas what you've already planned it to be. Instead of the other way around saying, hey, I got 500, I'm gonna make make Christmas do what it do with 500. You have to kind of consider it. If you consider it that way, you'll be far less stressed, even at this point leading up to it. Um, And I know I just skipped over Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving is what you choose. So if you choose to make Thanksgiving something that you you just do kind of on low key, depending on how you want to handle it. Um, This year, I am going to be traveling for Thanksgiving. I've honestly traveled for Thanksgiving far more in the last probably eight years, eight to 10 years than I ever did in my whole life. I spent my whole life never traveling for Thanksgiving. Um, but um, in more recent years, I, I had gone to Chicago most Thanksgivings to my cousin who lives out there. And um, last year I was in Ghana for Thanksgiving, which I won't be this year, which is kind of like a bummer um, <laughs> because that was that was the first year I probably totally missed Thanksgiving, meaning I did not even have a Thanksgiving celebration and I was quite fine with it because I was in beautiful Ghana and I was having a good time um this year uh, my family's going to Charleston for Thanksgiving and this is going to be very interesting for us um we don't we have we actually technically have a lot of family in Charleston um but this is my mother's side of the family for which we have not been in communication since my mother passed now almost 20 years ago so um, it'll be interesting to be in Charleston, um, but that is where my mother's from. And so we're going to kind of take some, take, take a Thanksgiving trip to kind of see where she grew up. And I've been a few times, my sister hasn't been, um, so it'll be interesting. And I've done some ancestry work. So there's some, you know, some places and things that we can see, um, that we haven't ever seen and kind of get a taste of like where my mother kind of grew up and spent the part of her life that she did before she met us <laughs> or before we met her, whichever way you want to say it. So that should be interesting for Thanksgiving. Um, we're getting an Airbnb. We're going to cook. So we're going to have Thanksgiving, like a real Thanksgiving dinner, but we're also going to um, kind of take in a new place. So that should be fun. Um, and we're driving, which is a road trip, which I love road trips. 
Um, and my family, we love road trips. Some people just can't stand them. I can't stand road trips with people who don't like road trips. Um, but we, as a, as a group, love a road trip. So we'll take our time. We'll drive down to Charleston. It'll be fine. We'll do it really quickly because we're pretty, like, pretty good drivers. And that way we don't need to stop a lot. Um, and as long as we're avoiding traffic, we'll be good. So it'll probably be some overnight driving and such. But we're ready to do that. So that's Thanksgiving. Um, traveling again for Thanksgiving. One year I'm going to sit my behind down for Thanksgiving. Um, and, um, also I just made my decision for my birthday plans. Finally, I had been hemming and hawing because my heart, I wanted to go back to Ghana. They're having this huge Afro celebration in Ghana for the New Year's holiday. And my birthday is the day before New Year's Eve. So I was like really thinking I should go, but I decided to be financially responsible to which all of you would be very proud. Um, mainly because, you know, I know that 2020 is going to bring a lot of expenses for me. Um, as I think I've mentioned to you guys before, 2020 is the year that um, m- most of my friends are turning 40. So there's going to be a lot of celebrations behind that. Um, my godson is graduating from high school. He's going to college and that's huge. And that's going to be something to focus on. So there's a lot um, of, of expenses and things that will come up in 2020 that I said, you know what? Plus, I'm having a huge 40th birthday party next year that I'm going to have to pay for. So... I decided that this year I could not, um, I could, I could pass up on going to Ghana and do it another time. So (laughs) as much as that was like, eh, I did it. It was a responsible thing to do. And so it'll be okay. But I did make, um, birthday plans and I'm actually going to, um, I'm, I'm kind of putting the final touches on what I think I'm going to do for my birthday. And so I'm going to share that probably next episode. And, um, cause I want to actually share it with my friends, um, who, before they hear it on the podcast and so that's what I'll be doing for, for my birthday. So I'm, I'm really excited getting prepared for the end of the year. I love the end of the year because for me, really and truly, it is like the beginning of a new year for me because it's my birthday. So I love New Year's Eve. is my favorite holiday. Um, I just like the newness of it. So um, that's just like a little bit of a recap of as to where we are, where I am. <laughs> also, this weekend, I was able to do co-host again, the um, or really be a guest or co-host, I'm not sure how they would describe me in this one. I was talking a lot um, on the Termogen Talk podcast, which is a podcast hosted by my sister, Chantal, and her co-host, Goody. It's our Termogen Talk on Instagram. Um, you should go ahead and follow it. It's a hip-hop podcast um, hosted by two women. Um, they focus on, you know, the perspective of hip-hop from... the They talk about hip-hop from the perspective of women um, and really kind of focus on things that maybe other podcasts about hip-hop don't and I really enjoy listening to their podcast I also love going on it and uh, my sister invited me on it because uh Sunday was Eve's birthday and I'm she knows I'm a really big Eve fan I lived in Philly I went to school with people from Philly I'm I have a really strong Philly connection and therefore a very strong a strong affection towards Eve and really familiar with her catalog and like what she's done so I was invited on to talk about it, it was Eve Appreciation Day so if you have a chance and you want to hear me in a different space because it definitely sounds very different than when I'm here um, you can head on over um, to Termage Talk podcast and um, say a place where you can find this podcast and hear me as a guest on their podcast. Um, the episode probably will be released today or tomorrow. Um, so check it out. So that's kind of the summary of what I've been um, up to and doing. So today's episode, like I said, is a little bit of a hodgepodge, but I want to start with one topic um, that kind of has been a consistent theme for the last couple of months um, and probably forever in life, but I did a podcast probably about, um, in the summertime, I want to say, um, entitled, You Are a Mean Girl. 
And that podcast was in response. It was a bonus episode and it was about 30 minutes of me just totally ranting. And if you haven't had a chance to check it out, please do. Um, because it will give you some context for today, for what I'm talking about today. Um, it was an episode about, you know, there was a, there had been a tweet that a woman had sent out that said, you know, stop throwing women empowerment events when you really don't like women. And it, that was one of those tweets that went viral. It totally went viral. People were kind of retweeting it and people were tagging people who they thought the girl was talking about because she's somebody kind of in the industry or in the culture of influencers or whatever you call it. And she, it went viral and I did a whole episode about it because I thought what I did was I watched people's response to it and I noticed that there were certain people who were responding to it and you know how they always say a hit dog will holler and it was a few hit dogs hollering and I did like a whole episode on it. And so if you haven't had a chance, pause right here, go back, find that episode, listen to it. It'll give you some context about what we're going to talk about next. And so after doing that episode, I got a lot of feedback from people who thought that I was um, kind of on point, but very aggressive about it. And that's usually my way. So to the point, um, you know, I try not to be aggressive in, in the ways in which I'm talking um, to people and trying to give them advice as it relates to their finances, because that's a really sensitive place and space. And it's a time when people don't necessarily need or require aggression. They need help. But other things I talk about, the aggression comes out. (laughs) And so that is one of those topics. I was really annoyed by the whole thing. And so I kind of went in on that. So if you want to hear that, check out the episode. It's a bonus episode about four or five months ago. So you can scroll back. It's there. Um, Or you can search for um, bonus episodes and the few that are like that will come up. So, um, you know, what I find is still the same is true from that episode is that people... Social media is a choice. It's a place and it's a choice. And we have to remember that it's a choice because sometimes it's almost like we feel like we're bound to be there. And we complain about things that we see there as if we're on some sort of um, contractual agreement with social media to be there and to follow certain people. You know, I'm, I'm a person who the way I use Instagram is not necessarily the way a lot of other people use Instagram. I think I've told you guys this before. Um, one of my traits about myself that I find to be just so annoying, but it is what it is, is that I am very nosy. So like, I don't like to be overtly nosy because I think that being nosy is a terrible trait, but I am nosy and I like to know what's going on with people, but I don't like people to know that I want to know what's going on with them. And so it's why I like kind of reality TV or advice columns. Like I like things just to hear like other people's thoughts. And so on social media, I don't, I don't follow a lot of people on social media because I don't actually want to know what's going on with you when you want me to know. I want to know what's going on with you when I want to know. So there are people on social media who I don't follow, but I like, I use my Explorer page and I go and I see what's going on with them. And that's what I do. That's how I use social media. I don't really post a lot. I maybe sometimes post in my Insta stories, but I'm very much like a person who they call like a creeper. I'm just there seeing what's going on. Um, but I know that there are some people who follow a lot of people and then those people show up in your timeline and in your, um, in, in, in your Insta stories or what have you. And sometimes you can find that there are people that you follow who you don't actually like. Now, there are people who I don't like, who are maybe not like, don't like is a strong word, but I don't really care for them too tough. But sometimes I want to be nosy and I want to see what's going on with them. I don't tend to follow those people. I tend to just go visit, be nosy, come back, Right. 
Because if I don't really care for you too tough, I don't really want you in my timeline all the time. I just maybe want to go over and see what's going on with you. And I can be the first to admit it. Sometimes I want to see what's going on so I could say something to somebody else about it, right? I'm not going to comment on somebody's post. I'm not going to do all that. But I will, like, call up my sister or call up one of my friends. I'm like, girl, did you see? But Because that's just, again, I have many great traits. I have some traits that I'm just like, girl, <laughs> he's not through with me yet. Because, woo, that is one of them. So that's something that I do with social media that is like, and so sometimes I have to take a break from it because I'm like, yo, you are some, you're bugging, you're wasting time like looking at people who sometimes I don't even know these people, it's a rabbit hole, what have you. All my friends will tell you ever since Nipsey Hustle died, I have a whole Nipsey Hustle like rabbit hole that I will go down for like an hour, which is really sad, but I will go down there and that's just another thing of, that's beyond nosiness, it's like, I, I just keep deep into this, this thing with the, anyway, that's a bad one. Um, and again, nosiness sometimes just gets to me. I say all that to say, I'm digressing. <laughs> I say all that to say, um, that, you know, you can follow people who don't make you feel good about yourself either. You can follow people who make you question who you are, things make you question what you're doing. And a lot of that can be couched in, in people who are trying to inspire, um, people, some people out here with the whole platform that they're here to be inspirational. And really, in fact, they're here to be aspirational. There's two different, those are two different things. Inspiration and aspiration. So it's whether people want to be, whether you're a person who wants people to see you, see you doing everything that you do in all facets, good, bad, and indifferent, and be inspired by you. Maybe they can look at you and believe that they, your story resonates with them, et cetera, and it makes them want to go and do something better for themselves. That is inspiration. Aspiration is when you want people to look at you and see what you're doing so that they can go do the exact, the exact same thing or they can aspire, aspire to be like you. That is different than a person who's gonna be inspired by you because they're going to look at what you've done, be inspired internally and take what they've learned or seen or taken from you and be inspired to make different, make moves and change in their own lives. You sometimes cannot control how a person takes you in, right? Some people will see what you're doing. You could be being the most genuine person that you are and they take it as inspiration, go off into their lives and do something great for themselves or they can take it as aspiration and then they just want to be like you. So if so, those are two different things you can't, you, can, you cannot always control that. Some people are controlling it. Some people are being deliberate and intentional with it and you can tell if you're paying close attention to people who are looking for people to be inspired by them or people who are looking for people to be aspirational to be aspirational for people to be for people to aspire to be them there's a self-centeredness that comes with a person who wants you to be like them um and aspire to be like them particularly because most often when a person is trying to be aspirational they've already decided that you can't be like them because if you could if it was just that easy to be like them, they would not be special. So they want you to aspire to be like them at the same time as they want you to want you to understand in some way, shape, or form that you really can't. So there are many, 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 many people like that on social media. Many of your favorite influencers on social media are like that because social media is a big ego-driven place. So you are you have this platform which you can just sit there and talk about yourself. Right. And so if you are a person who is already grappling with a an, an ego, social media will just make that bigger. People can like you, then you can be continuously motivated to to continue to do what you're doing because people like you, people want to be like you, people leave comments. Don't worry, and, and not not I'm not gonna just take away or discount the negativity that comes with that, but there's also a lot of feeding of the ego that comes with this. 
you know, you can go on your social media and do something real basic and people will say, oh my God, it's so great, blah, 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 because they aspire to be like you. And so you have to be very mindful of that when you're a person who's the influencer, but you'll really have to be mindful of it as you're the person taking it in. If you are following someone on social media and they don't make you, they don't inspire you, they make you feel bad about who you are or what you've done, then you should unfollow them. I mean, again, we're not in any type of social contract with each other on social media. There's nothing that requires that you're there. If you don't like the way a person makes you feel when you're there, just unfollow them, right? But I also think that people who are in these positions of quote unquote being an influencer, you have you have a responsibility. Now, it's not regulated in the way that other things were regulated in the past. So people always compare themselves to Oprah. Everybody thinks they're going to be Oprah. But Oprah was very highly regulated, right? When Oprah started talking out the side of her face about the meat companies, about meat and the cow industry, she got sued by some people who like, and, and she had to take herself to court and do all that stuff in order to be able to to stand up and withstand what was coming towards her way because it was recognized that she had the power of influence and that her influence was such so powerful that if she said something negative about an industry, she could shut that industry down. And so Oprah had to learn to watch her mouth. And not only did she learn to watch her mouth, she learned to speak about things that she, when she wanted to utilize that power, she knew she could. And when she was not being intentional to do that, she knew to be quiet, right? So there's things that, there was regulation around that. But when it comes to social media, there really isn't a lot of regulation, particularly on a lower scale. Maybe some folks who are a little, who've kind of made it beyond a certain um, uh, level, they maybe receive some consequences, but other people can just talk shit, say things, talk about stuff, and not realize that it has a true impact on some of the people who are watching, following, and listening to them. And that's a shame. You know, but again, we're not in a social contract with these people. You do not have to follow them. You don't have to participate. You don't have to even peek in on what they're doing. When you see somebody who you think has something to offer you and you follow them and then you realize they don't have anything to offer you, unfollow. You know, and and don't allow people to make you feel any kind of way except anything positive. Social media should be a positive experience. If it's not positive, get the fuck off. It's not really that serious. Um... You know, and other and, and the other part of this is that when people, this happens a lot with money and resources, which is why I wanted to bring it up on today's podcast, is because people, social media is a lot, is a place where you can go and be whoever you want and show whatever you want. It's you curate your experience, so you make your life look like whatever it, whatever you want it to look like. If you've listened to this podcast, I've talked to you about this in the past. I have an issue with people thinking, and I don't really want people to think about anything as it relates to me and money. I'm still working through that. Again, he ain't finished with me. Um, but when it comes to social media, I'm not a person who wants to brag about certain things, right? I'm not a person who gets off on stunting on other people. It just don't do nothing for me. It's just not my thing. Um, you know, I, I, when I'm excited about something, I will share it. You know, I, I got upgraded to first class on, to, on a flight one time and I was so happy. It wasn't about stunting on nobody else. I was like, yo, this has really been working for me. This, I got upgraded to first class. I was tired. It was like a 6 a.m. flight. It really was... You know, but there are people who would see that and it's like a way to stun on other people, right? And don't get me wrong, in my group chats with my friends, you know, we talk about, you know, like we we, we clown each other that way. You know, like, oh, you think you somebody now? Like we talk like that to each other, but we're friends and family. Like it doesn't, but I would never go on social media and be like, oh, you peons who got to sit in coach. I would never do that. Now I would say that to my friend if she was in coach and like, that's the conversation. <laughs> that's the conversation we would have with each other. Um, but, and it's, cause that's, that's not meant to be mean. That's just jokes or whatever, but I would never go on social media and talk like that. 
And that's because I don't mean that to be hurtful to somebody who it could be hurtful to. You know, there are things about the way I choose to live my life and that's based on the resources that I have that I would never talk about on social media because it, it, it's being sensitive to the fact that I under, or understanding that my resources are mine and everyone's resources aren't the same. So I'm not gonna go out and be critical of other people in the sense of how they're doing, maybe we're doing something similar and I'm gonna be critical of it. Like when people travel, you know, I I travel at a certain level because that's what I'm comfortable with, but it's also the resources that I have, right? And there's people who could travel and travel very differently. And again, I can say I have that conversation internally with my friends or something like that. Like I say, you know, some people talk about Spirit Airlines and how to, like, I don't fly on Spirit. I don't even like Southwest. Like I fly Delta and if Delta don't go there for the most part, I don't want to go. And that's just because I'm a loyalty. I have a loyalty to them and I like the flying experience, et cetera. But I can be honest and say sometimes Delta flights, the prices be off the hook and there's way cheaper flights. And so I don't begrudge anyone else who would go and get a cheaper flight. I just say I'm not getting on that flight because I like the experience of flying with Delta and I have the resources to do that, right? But I'm being conscious of how I'm how I'm being and talking when I'm in conversation with other people because it's never my intention to make anybody else feel any kind of way, you know? And I think that some people who are on social media actually have the intention of making other people feel a way because it makes them feel better about themselves. And so I say all that to say is for you and I, it's our responsibility not to get roped into that web. Not to get sucked into the web of helping another person feel good about themselves by making other people feel bad about themselves. Don't be the person. Don't get sucked into that. Don't allow that person. Don't let that person get that off on you because what they're looking to do is to do that. I'm not saying everyone has that intention, but a lot of these people have that intention. And people are out here making money off your pain, off your, off what is your thing that you're insecure about by telling you over and over again why you're insecure about it and how they're going to help you to fix it. They're making money off of that. So if a person's out here doing that and making money off that, understand that that's what they're continuously going to do. You, I can't come into a room to inspire you unless I can already create the room or the space for which you need inspiration. Like you gotta keep some of that stuff in mind and understand that you have to be responsible for your own inspiration. Don't seek to find these people who you don't know their full story. You know, you can be inspired by, by Oprah if you want to be. It, it, but you should be inspired. People, a lot of people are inspired by Oprah because of her money, not because of who Oprah is. Like, if you want to be a media tycoon, a, a journalist, a, a like that, then you should be inspired by Oprah. But for Oprah to be your inspiration when you don't want to be none of that, lets me know all you want to be is rich. And there's plenty of people who are rich. You know, you want to be rich and influential and powerful. That has nothing to do with who Oprah is as far as the career trajectory and the way that she got rich, right? So you have to recognize in yourself what it is that you're looking at from people that you're inspired by. Because again, if you are inspired by Oprah and you don't, and you, and you aspire to be like Oprah, right? You aspire to be like Oprah. Why? What does, why, what do you want to do that Oprah's done? If, it's, if the answer is nothing, you just want to be rich. That's different. And there's a lot of rich people. There's a lot of rich people you don't know. There's a lot of people you, rich people you do know. But it's like, what is it that is inspiring you? And, and why, are you, why are you there? And if, if the whole point of someone's persona on social media is that their negativity or they make you feel negatively, get the hell away from them. That's just like that on social media and in real life. And honestly, a lot of these people who you think are one thing, I mean, and they, I, mean I, I don't, I don't like to tell the stories that I know because I feel like I, it, it just feeds into the being negative about people. But there's a lot of people on social media who are fronting and they are getting all these looks and all these big looks from people 
and they're fronting, right? It's like people, you know, people are like um on these really big, big, big like things about people who are traveling. I find I follow a lot of people in travel communities just because I like to see like trips and stuff and places and get ideas of places to go. And then you find out under the surface that the person is basically like kind of homeless because they don't really have a place to live and they don't really make money. And they look fabulous. Their trips and stuff look fabulous, but they're sleeping in hostels and on, on couches and couch surfing. Like it's stuff that, but a picture, they take the one picture in Greece with the with the dress or they take the one picture in, in Bali on the swing or, you know, and then, and then all of a sudden you look at that and think to yourself, I need to be doing better because I need to be able to do that. When you don't really recognize what the person has done to do that. A picture is a picture. It's a snapshot. It's a moment in time. I could be eating cat food for the rest of my trip, but if I'm sitting here in this one moment and I picture, take a picture with a lobster, you may think that that's the whole duration of when I, how I'm living. You have to stop. We all have to stop. And if these people who are quote unquote these influencers won't have power if we don't continue to give it to them. You know, we have to, you can take that, that, that follow elsewhere. You can sit there and not. You don't have to participate in this. And so... That is what, that's the first part of my, my rant. I know I'm already like way in, but that's the first part of it is that you don't have to accept this. And some of these people were nobodies when they were growing up. They were not, they didn't have a lot of friends. They probably still don't have a lot of friends. They don't have, they weren't good personalities. They weren't well liked. Let me tell you something. If you were somebody who wasn't liked when you didn't have nothing, you're not going to be liked when you have money because you are going to pay people back tenfold. And so if you're one of these, some of these people are those people, they might've been very smart. They might've had a lot of business acumen. They might've been able to get to some place where they got, but they still not likable. People still don't like them. And now because they have money, resources and power or influence, they can say, I don't care that you don't like me. But the reality is they're not likable and they don't, they do care that people don't like them. That's why they constantly defending themselves against accusations that they are, are mean (laughs) because so, you know, look, I, I don't hate on nobody getting their money and, and doing what they got to do. But I just think that people, we, I don't blame them. I blame us. We don't have to participate. We don't have to participate in this. Because the only thing that gives these people power is the fact that we're there participating. And we don't have to do that. Social media does not require that. If you want to support a person's business, you can support a person's business without knowing who they are personally. I don't know Jeff Bezos. I don't know, you know, whoever. And I get my shit from Amazon regularly. And I don't have to know him, know his personality, and, and like him, and be inspired by him. I ain't got to do that. We ain't, we didn't know Steve Jobs. And when we found out who Steve Jobs was, it was kind of disappointing because he was a bit of an asshole. But he 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 got some good products in, in Apple. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't all have to be. You don't have to. It doesn't. You don't need both. So I'm gonna end that there. Um, and also I want to talk a little bit, really quickly, about. <clears throat> I'm gonna switch gears a bit to talk about um, lifestyle creep. Um, I think I've done a couple of episodes where this has come up, but I want to talk about this um, kind of piggybacking off of the idea of this time of year looking towards um, looking towards getting increases in your income or if you've done something or made changes in your life where you found that your discretionary income has increased. Like, for example, if you have small children and they've been in daycare for the last for the first four years of their life and now this year was the year they started going to school and you stopped paying God only knows how much you moms are, and dads are paying $2,000 or whatever for childcare. Now you've just freed up that kind of money in your account and in your expenses. The question becomes, what do you do with it? 
And when that happens, the kid is going to school, they're going to public school, you don't have to pay. Now you got $2,000 extra a month. That feels like a bonus. That feels like, oh my God, you have so much more money. In those moments, you have to be careful about what you do next, right? You have to be careful about what happens next because what you can find is that in your mind, you could be saying, you know what, there were all these things that I wanted to do that I never got a chance to do and I'm gonna do them now that we have some additional money. And what that can lead to very, very quickly is lifestyle creep. Because what can happen in that is that things that used to seem like they were not necessities because you couldn't afford them, feel like now they're necessities and they feel like you deserve them. And you all know, cause y'all been listening, y'all know how I feel about deserving anything. You know how I feel about that. You don't deserve nothing you can't afford. But in this moment, if you start running the numbers, you can afford it. So now you hear me in your head go, oh, she say, you always say you don't deserve anything you can afford. Well, I can afford it. And then very quickly, you can creep, your, your lifestyle can creep and catch up. And by the time you blink again, you realize you have done nothing with that additional income that you had kind of thought you would. And now your lifestyle now matches your income again and you're back where you started. So you want to be really mindful of lifestyle creep whenever you see these moments kind of come, come up. And they do come up. Money does get freed up. You can have a car and for five years you're paying a car note and now you don't have the car note anymore. You still have the car. You're not going to get rid of the car. Now you have you have an extra three, four, five hundred dollars a month. And now you're like, oh, I could do this with it. And then all of a sudden you blink and that money is gone. And what have you done with it? The same thing can happen when you get a raise. You can get a raise and you're like, okay, good. I'm going to bring it home extra four hundred dollars a month or extra five hundred dollars a month. And then boom, you you start, you're like, oh good, then now I can go get my nails done three times a month instead of twice a month. And I can go and buy the thing that I wanted to buy. And then all of a sudden, you have kind of eaten up that money without anything truly productive to it. So how do we deal with lifestyle creep? It's going to happen, right? We are Americans, we, we are Americans, we are consumers. We are, we, we are, and a lot of times we're making sacrifices for certain things, right? So when, when, we're, when we're not spending money, we're sacrificing, right? So, you know, there are times when, you know, if, if we said, if we have small children and we said, hey, the kids gotta go to this daycare, so we're gonna, we're gonna focus and we're gonna sacrifice, you know, going on all these vacations or doing the things that we wanted to do or where we're gonna live, et cetera, so that this kid can have this thing. So that's what we're going to do. And so as soon as you're done doing the obligation or the obligatory thing that you needed to do, you feel like you've been relieved of the responsibility of making the sacrifice and therefore you're back. it's time for you to get something that you wanted or needed or desired from before. But one of the ways that, one of the other things that we can be, like I just made that sound like, oh, you're sacrificing all these things that are optional. But what we forget is that a lot of times in a sacrifice for things like that, for things that are essential, again, your kid's childcare, you know, those things are essential you can forget that you are not just sacrificing fun. Sometimes you're sacrificing fundamental financial things that you need. And oftentimes that is your savings. That is your retirement. That is the things that are required for you that it will go long beyond when this child is is finished with childcare or whatever the circumstance is. And I keep focusing on children because it's a really important one because they're like a long-term expense. But this happens anyway for people who don't have children as well but you could be sacrificed you're set you're the sacrifices you're making in that moment even for the car like okay i have a car note so i'm paying my car note when i'm freed up from the car note you think okay i'm free money because the things that i wasn't able to do before again travel shop etc reality is what you haven't been able to do is contribute at the highest level to your retirement or your savings so the first thing you need to do when there is something like this happens is to set yourself up from to, to make sure you don't set yourself up to totally eliminate 
everything in the lifestyle creep um, and find yourself back at square one is that you need to address those things immediately. Address the things that you haven't been doing and the ways in which you've been sacrificing in your finances first. So that means when you see that you, you're going to have free money up, you need to set up a, a savings, like a contribution to your savings. You need to make sure that you're increasing your, your, your contribution to your retirement. And you also need to make sure you can pay down debt. So another thing that we sacrifice when we have these things that we kind of can't avoid, meaning childcare and car notes and bills and things that will help us to, um, to get more discretionary income when they, when they end, which is things that have an expiration date. We don't pay down our debt properly. So we kind of just maybe pay, pay pay bare minimums or we just pay just enough, but we don't pay down our, our debt properly and we retain and accumulate debt. So when the moment when you get some free money comes up, again, instead of trying to, when, it, when, the, when you come up for air, you're like, oh, I can do all these things that I wanted to do. Instead of doing that, when you come up for air, you need to address the things that you weren't addressing that were making your finances being built on shaky foundation. So if you haven't been saving, if you haven't been contributing to your retirement, if you haven't been paying down your debt, those are the things that make your finances built on a, a house of cards. And that even when you start to make more money, you can still find yourself in a financial bond if you haven't addressed those things. And so when instead of dealing with um, the freedom, the freeing up of discretionary money by patting yourself and giving yourself and rewarding yourself with the things that you think you deserve, I will say this over and over again, what you deserve is long-term financial stability. And that comes from eliminating debt, um, put, making sure you have a solid savings and contributing to your retirement. That is how you have a solid foundation, a, a solid foundation, financial foundation. And that is what you deserve first and foremost. And that is that. So when you find yourself in a situation where an expense that was kind of beating you down has ended, instead of first rewarding yourself, you should you, you need to think about the long-term reward, not the immediate reward, which is to reward yourself with some financial stability. So automatically, like I said, begin paying down that debt that you haven't been paying. Begin to um, address the credit cards and all of that stuff you know that you've been that you have been you haven't been addressing. Start contributing to your savings. I will never stop saying this. Savings will save you. You need to have a robust an actionable plan of, of contributing to your savings on a regular basis every time you get money. It's called paying yourself first. You must, 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 must pay yourself first. So in any instance where you have any type of income, discretionary income has been freed up for you, the first thing you need to do, even if you are already contributing to your retirement, you need to contribute, I mean, I'm sorry, contributing to your savings, you need to contribute more. Even if that more is $20 more, $30 more, you need to be contributing to your savings because things are going to come up. And I know when, when the money is strangling you as tight as money can strangle you and bills are hitting you from every which way and they are kicking your ass, it seems un, like it seems implausible to think about saving money. I want you to think about saving money at that time the most because it is essential and critical <clears throat> to getting you out of whatever hole you're in is to have savings. Because if you don't have savings, when an emergency comes up, all you do is dig yourself deeper into a hole. So again, I'm not saying that you have to save, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And I've heard other people who give out financial advice tell you really crazy things about savings. And listen, I understand where they're coming from, but I also understand where you're coming from. What we need to do is focus on saving at at all. See, saving has to be on the menu. And so in an instance like when you get freed up from paying down something or paying an expense that comes up, 
just contribute more to your to your savings. You know, I was able, I got a, a raise, I got a pay increase, and I knew the day was going to um to come to come into to effect. I calculated what it would be, how much it would increase in my pay every two weeks. And when I found out that number, I took that number and I increased my contribution to my retirement by half of that number. And I increased my contribution to my savings by the other half. And for me, it's like it didn't even happen. Because if, if I had let it start coming into my bank account and, and being there and being part of what my money that was available, I would have just spent it on things that I did not need. I would have spent it on things that were not necessary. And so I did that. Um, and at any time that I'm going to get an increase or anything like that, or if it's built, I always look at that to say, what else can I do, right? I only carry one credit card debt and that's on my Amex. It's the only credit card. I have other credit cards and I use them and just pay them down. But this was the only one I carry anything on. I pay that anytime, like I want, I'll make big payments to that if I get a bonus or something like that, I'll make big payments to that because that is not, I don't want to take any money and think, oh, it's free money. I want to pay down this one debt that I have. So it's really helpful because then if something comes up, let's say if I, some other way an expense comes up, right? Right now, like I said, I increased my contribution to my savings, but let's say I, I want to get a car again. Like I haven't, I have a car now, but I haven't had a car note and now going on two years. If I said, okay, I want to get a car now, I don't have to make, I don't have to decrease or, or overextend myself. I can make adjustments to how I'm contributing to savings or retirement if I wanted to do that. Um, or I can find money elsewhere to, to pay for the car note. But <clears throat> if I needed to get a new car, I would be putting myself in a hole, is my point. And if I had, instead of contributing to my savings or things that I can make adjustments to, had taken on another expense, then I would not be have the freedom to get rid of that expense. So I think we need to really focus on what happens when discretionary income becomes available and how we're using it because lifestyle creep is real and it can really make you, it can make you kind of put you back at square one really quickly and you don't even realize how fast you got there. And you're like, damn it, I'm making more money. You hear this from people all the time. You know, people right now, like I said, I'm in three phases of life right now with my friends. I got the friends who are getting divorced from the marriages they got when they were young. I got friends who are newly married. I got friends who got kids going to college. I got friends who have newborns. Like, I, like we're all, this is the year, the ages where everything's happening. Divorce, marriage, divorce, marriage, birth, kids are getting, you know, going off on their own. Sometimes it's the same person who got like a big kid and a little kid. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a fine time to be alive. And, um, in that space, you see that there's a lot of different, like pulling expenses are pulling you in multiple different ways. And you have to, you have to acknowledge that, you know, as, as you're, as more money, like this is a time where you could be getting partnered up. And so when you were alone, you were feeling a little tight. You just, you've just taken on a partner who, yes, there's more expenses that come with taking on a partner, but there's also more money. And then all of a sudden, now that you have more money or more of your own discretionary income, you're doing the things that you thought you always wanted to do. You're buying the Fendi and the Louis and the Gucci. You're going on trips, you're doing this. Instead of contributing <clears throat> and making that partnership work for both of you by making sure you have a solid foundation and you're saving and that you guys are on good footing for the next phase of your life, which could be children or or, or retirement or whatever comes next. So I say all that to say to encourage you that when lifestyle creep starts to happen, you've got to be the first one to address it. Whenever new discretionary income comes available to you, make sure that you're doing it and contributing it to something that will be solid for your long-term financial stability. And what do we say? The three things you need to be stable in the long-term, 
is to have a savings, a cash savings available to you to be contributing to your retirement and to be paying down your debt. Those three things will make you financially stable no matter how much money you make, no matter what comes up in your life. If you have those three things focused, you will be financially stable. You will be building your finances on a, on a solid foundation so that even during the ebbs and flows, you will still be on solid ground and you should never deter from those three things because those are the things that keep your foundation solid and you can build anything else you want off of that. It's going to give you good credit. It's going to give you the ability to put money down on things. It's going to give you the ability to look towards the long term and not be afraid of getting older. So things like that will help you in your long term and build you on a solid foundation. So I, I wanted to cover that about the lifestyle creep. Um, and, and I think it's just something that really happens a lot. And I know that during this time of year, this may be the time where people are getting raises or things like that, um, or maybe starting off in the new year. So just keep that in mind. And again, if you're, if you have young kids and they're about to go into school and you're going to stop having to pay for daycare, remember that when that money frees up, you want to do something with it. That's going to build on your solid financial foundation and not just feed the thing that will make you feel better about the sacrifices that you were making the entire time. Because sometimes that's what we do. It's like, I sacrifice all this. I'm going to now pour into that, whatever that thing is that I really thought I was giving up, not realizing that what you were giving up during that period of time was an opportunity to keep, continue to lay the bricks for a solid foundation. So when you get that opportunity back, try to remember that you want to build that foundation instead of just wanting to feed the things that, that you feel like you gave up that are kind of frivolous and um, and maybe a little bit just to feed a need that you have rather than build a, a solid foundation. So that's how I'm going to conclude on that topic. Um, I want to, I, I thank you for kind of going with me on these episodes. Again, we went two different places. I kind of covered the social media influencer, blah, blah, blah thing. Um, and those kind of things bother me. And sometimes I'm going to bring them to this platform to talk to you guys about it because it, it really... It doesn't have to be that way. We all have information to share. I'm here to share information that I had. Um, there are people who I'm not for. I'm sure there are people who have listened to this episode two of this podcast and I'm like, eh, she ain't for me. Um, I have friends who are like, I don't want to listen to you talk about that. Literal friends, friends who I know love me to pieces. And I don't begrudge them for that. But I have friends who are like, I can't listen to your podcast. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear you telling me how I'm doing all this stuff wrong with my finances because I know what I'm doing is wrong. And but like, I have, I had someone tell me, she was like, look, I love you, but you be putting the pressure on and I can't deal with that right now. And I need to, I can't, I can't fix it right now. So I don't need to hear you telling me how much I need to fix it. I respect that. I don't believe she doesn't support me. I don't believe that she doesn't love me, et cetera. I know, I know what it is I'm giving out here. And this is a very specific thing. And if you don't want this right now, don't need it, don't like it, <laughs> it's perfectly fine. Because I believe that there's a group of people and there's an audience for it. And those people will find it who need it and who wants it. And I also know that there are people who I'm not for. And no matter how much good information I could be giving out, no matter all that stuff, they could listen to it. And it's just the way I communicate, it ain't for them. And that's okay too. We all got to get okay with that because that's life. There are people who I meet in life who just do not like me. And I usually don't know it because I don't pay attention to people. You know, I don't know. But there are people who, who don't like how I'm giving it up, you know, and and that and that's perfectly fine. I'm, I'm cool with that because I'm me. I'm going to give it up like this. If I'm going to offend you or anyway like that, I will definitely check myself or be open to being checked about that. I'm not here to offend people. That's never my intention. I don't walk like that. You know, I've been really, you know, focused on making sure that my intention is what I what drives me. And so that I am always walking out and, and paying attention to my intentions and also then in turn paying attention, paying attention to other people's intentions 
And so I'm really keen on that. I've been meditating on that. I've been reading up a lot on that. It's about minding your intention. So when people don't receive what I'm giving, I know it's okay because I know what my intentions are. And so if they don't receive it, it's okay. I, I don't wish them anything bad. I don't feel anything negative towards it. And um, I think that other people should be mindful of what other people's intentions are and and, and move accordingly. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy that you're here and you're listening and you're here um, for this mission and this journey of financial emancipation. And I hope that you would share it with your friends and things and keep like, so we can all kind of be part of this. And you may come across people who be like, yeah, I listen to that. I don't like it. It ain't for me. And that's okay. Don't begrudge it. I don't begrudge it. We should just all be in these spaces and places with people who speak to what we're looking to hear and 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 make us feel good about what the next steps are. Even when sometimes people give me feedback, I'm like, oh my God, I listened to your retirement episode and I wanted to just like throw the, you know, throw my, <laughs> throw my phone. Cause I'm like, oh, cause I was making them think about something, but not because it was a negative thing, just making them think about something, you know, the positive impact of people who said, you know, I listened to your episode about, about will and why you need to do estate planning. And they went out and planned for their estate. That is why I'm doing this podcast because there are people who are hearing what I'm saying and saying, you know what, these are steps that I had not thought about or life had kind of gotten away from me. I need to take these steps that'll help protect my family in the future. That is such a blessing. And that is my intention. I just want to see us be free. I want to see us win in ways that we can. It's not about getting rich. It's not about getting money. You never you never hear me talk on this podcast about how people should get more money and talk about how you need to have two and three side hustles. And That's not my ministry. That's not what I talk about. There are plenty of people out there who talk about that. That is not me. I'm here to say whatever money you're making, However you're getting your money, there's ways in which you can use it, spend it, utilize it so that you can live the life that you want to live and you can be free from the weight and the burden of finances. I'm not here to talk about how you need to go out there and get money and invest and do all this stuff. That's not for me, but I can tell you the people who can help you with that if that's what you want to do. But when you finish getting that extra money, I want you to come back here so I can talk to you all again about how you can make that money work for you and how you can do things that will make you financially stable because that is my goal. That is my intention. And that is why I hope that I'm able to have an audience of people who range in how much money they have, where they are in their financial journey because it's not. A, I'm not here to tell you that you don't have enough or that you got too much or you need to go out there and get money. I'm not that person. I want you to take whatever you have make the best choices possible given your circumstances so that you can build a solid financial foundation where you can grow and be and live without the noose around your neck of finances for which you can't sleep and you can't eat or you're overeating or you're stressed or you're, you're fighting your hair's falling out I don't want you to have to live like that because you don't have to because that's not peaceful that's stressful and this is financial emancipation and here I want you to get free from that burden. And that's why I'm here. And that's my intention. And so I hope that when you're here listening, that's what you're hearing. And if you're not, send me an email at Malik, M-A-L-I-E-K, at thefinancialemancipation.com. Um, if you're not already following me, follow me on um, Instagram at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter, F-I-N Emancipation. Um, send me your your messages. You can hit me on DM. I, I read my DMs. Um, in the comments, et cetera. Just let me know what you think. I've been seeing some really good listener numbers and I'm saying to you guys, I know you're listening because I can see that I can read the metrics, but make sure you're following on social media. Make sure you hit on head, head on over there um, because it's also very helpful for me to kind of know and get feedback there. It's a platform for which you can get feedback, particularly Instagram. So head on over there. Um, if, you're, if you're listening and you like what you're hearing, 
send me over, hit me over on, on um, social media. You know, we can have conversations and interact. So thank you so much for listening today. This was a longer episode. Again, that's what happens when I take a little bit of a break, but I'm here to give you this content. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you'll be back as we continue to discuss the ways in which you walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Thank you and have a great day.